Right about now. Start it. This is a throwdown, a showdown. It's gonna go, 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 go. Beaming from Pacific Junction Hotel to Earth. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me sure. You're now listening to Three for Everything. Episode of Hooray for Everything. Good evening, sir. Good evening. Formal, formal <laughs> introductory. I'm trying to be polite. We have a proper guest this I evening. I know. P in the studio. I know I've said this before. I'm like excited because we have a guest, but I'm like super because today is. You realize all our previous guests are going to be super butthurt now. But they? that, I don't care. <laughs> like it all came into sync for some strange reason and it never does for us in general. It's always like a. It is rare. Yeah, it's a rare thing where just like, oh, someone's responding to an email immediately and. Uh, Wants to uh, come down and wants to talk about their project. And, and isn't even coming because they can drink because she's drinking water. She's drinking water, which is fine. It's fine. No judgment. Safe yeah. space. Yeah. International Women's Day today. A complete accident that this happened today. but I'm saying it's on purpose. It's all, everything's in align, alignment. Our first female director in the studio and not white. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't even need to add her to our list of favorite white people because she isn't. Yeah, she yeah. already moves up to the top of her own list. Yeah. Director? Writer? Producer? Uh, <laughs> go with director okay. I, I, and, and producer, yeah. Okay. Mainly those are my those are my gigs. Jennifer? <laughs> Liao. Liao. Rhymes with meow. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks so much. So exciting. Thanks yeah. for having me. I really no, appreciate it's, it. It's amazing. <laughs> it's like so great to like I thought we were always going to get a, some white privileged <laughs> guy director first oh like my goodness just, uh, well which we sort of did right? yes I am yeah. a twofer it's a, yeah. it's a female <laughs> and person of color yeah it's great it's you great. are a twofer well I, I always think of that 30 rock reference um, <laughs> yeah, twofer, where they, yeah, they right. called that character twofer, twofer because yeah. he was a, he was he was a Harvard guy and also yeah. black <laughs> which I've never met which I don't think exists no it does does it does? That's it does. racist. It does. It does. Uh, Obama? Much? <laughs> he didn't go to. Did didn't he? Go to Harvard? Wasn't he like the head did of that? their law review or something? Isn't that one of his claims to fame? I think he went to Harvard. I did he go like to Harvard? Okay. We can check like did, on, I, on I, the Google I, I in the break. For sure. Definitely an Ivy. Definitely. Ivy, an Ivy. of course. You have to. <laughs> That's the only way you can. If you're born in Kenya and want to become the president, you have to go to an Ivy. That's the only way you can join the uh, Illuminati. Yeah. But we went and saw Jen's movie. Yes. On Sunday, yes, we'll get her to talk about it more later. Later, yeah. But later. we're gonna ask her how she ended up in a booth on a Tuesday night. I was gonna send Jen. The, I was gonna send Jen a picture of the ticket, but I was just like, yeah. Oh no, yeah, I brought I it for like our normal I, I picture the of the table thing. I <laughs> wanted it for that, so I actually had to get a different streetcar because I realized I forgot the ticket in my other coat and went back. I and might got have it. it. No, I left it on my. Yeah, counter. I knew you would. That's why I did. Oh my goodness, it's a proper ticket. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, tell us how you ended up with us in this booth tonight. Well, my sister emailed me. Uh, she works with uh, Jay's wife over at uh, at the company that they work for. And she said, hey, do you want to do Jay's podcast? And I said, sure. <laughs> That's how that it's happened. Amazing. Amazing. So uh, um, I... Uh, I love the internet. 
I, well, I looked at well, I looked up the podcast yeah. and and, uh, and I and I listened to a couple episodes oh, and a couple, wow, yeah, no, it was it, and it was really cool because the last episode I heard was I think the last one that was up, which was um, the one about the TIFF website, yeah, and uh, and I thought that was a really great uh, great uh, great concept for uh, a podcast because uh, anybody who's ever done the TIFF you know circuit and and tried to buy tickets to TIFF and <laughs> and attend TIFF. They, they've had their share of woes with the website and, 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 you know, good experiences too. But it was nice to actually hear from, a, I guess, a developer standpoint um, how how the website could maybe be better and a little more little little easier to navigate and all that sort yes. of thing. So yeah. it seemed like you guys might become my kind of people. So, cool. You know. <laughs> all right. I'm like glad I'm, I'm glad I was able to. She didn't give us a it. pass yet, though. She no, said okay. might be. Coming. Might be. Oh, might be. <laughs> We're still in the second interview phase process. Yes. Yeah. So we need to keep it. Keep it a hundred. <laughs> I always keep it a hundred. I don't. <laughs> I lie a lot. <laughs> I just tell people what they want to hear. Yeah. So other than somehow ending up in the room with us tonight, what have you been up to this week? Have you done anything fun in town? Or I mean, I, I work during the day. I have a day job, so that's that's really that's really what's happening. Um, I'm actually going to Vancouver uh, tomorrow um, because my film is playing at the Vancouver International Women in Film Festival on Amazing. Friday. Excellent. So yeah. I'm taking a little trip out there. So yes. that's going to be going to be pretty fun. So uh, um, I haven't been there since I was a kid. So uh, you know, I'm. I asked all my friends for Vancouver hotspots and that kind of thing. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> so right now I'm stripping for our listener because at the back. Oh, oh, hey. I got this tank top in Vancouver at a strip club that was featured in Deadpool. Oh, really? Hey, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say, although we've had spring weather, you're dressed for like a summer festival. Yeah. But I was so excited to wear the tank top because the weather's warm. I thought if I layer it, it's fine. Okay, sure. I'm not yeah. uh, debating that. It's so my number like five orange shake top I got in Vancouver at the strip club that was featured in Deadpool. I didn't know uh, strip clubs had like sold merch. I actually had no idea. Hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. I was unaware. I've never, uh, never been. <laughs> he told me about this one. I've never, uh, I've never seen this one or never heard. But I guess it's the famous Vancouver one. Yeah, there's only a couple that are still up and running there. This one's. As I mentioned before, not too far from the main Hastings part of town, so you wouldn't want to go there at night if you want to pick up a cute shirt for yourself. However, <laughs> you know, it's nice enough inside. People are very friendly. The branding is, like, strong. It's like an orange awning. I'll show you some right, pictures right. later. And you just scoot in and grab a shirt. And the cover, there is a cover charge. However, when at the door I said, I'm just going to buy a shirt, all I had to do was just let them hold on to my ID, go to the mm-hmm. bar, buy a shirt, and then head out. Nice. They should have the merch table in the front. Yeah. But then again, I would have to say Brass Rail, they got to up their game. Brass Rail. Do they not have merch? I don't think they have yeah. merch. I've never been in there. Yeah. So um, I was coincidentally in Vancouver a week and a half ago visiting a friend. Oh, okay. And I'd never been before in my life, and I had a great time. So I will give you, after this, a list of pastry and sushi spots, because we did a pastry crawl and a sushi crawl while That's I was there. That's amazing, yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm all for that. Is definitely, so definitely good. send me those details. So good. <laughs> But there, there's other things going on, P. International Women's Day. Yes. I slept in. Black History Month really took it out of me. <laughs> <laughs> it's too, uh, it's too back to back. Like that's too. I know. Too I important things that are just way it's too. It's so hard being, as our guest mentioned, a twofer. Yeah. Like what do, you, what do you pick? Like, you uh, know, you just had like Lunar New Year a month and a half oh ago. Oh gosh, I'm, I'm so not a holidays person. Like it's. 
to 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 take the extra time out of your day to celebrate a, you know a holiday or something like that it's too much i mean i feel like international women's day is i mean i i love that it exists but i'm definitely someone who thinks about gender equality a lot in my sure. day-to-day life so it doesn't necessarily feel like you know i need a special day to actually celebrate it or talk about you're it out in the streets every day yeah, you're producing yeah. you're directing <laughs> like i feel once in a job interview i got asked if i'd been on any project or engagement that was disruptive and i kind of just want to say I'm living. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm a woman, and yeah. I'm a woman of God. The fact that I've even had the jobs I've had, that's disruptive enough for most people. So, or you could yeah. have thrown it back being like, do you ask everyone that question? Yeah. yeah like, that's, uh, <laughs> I always, in job interviews, I always do, I take Martin Luther King Day off. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. And then <laughs> that's how you can gauge if they can take a joke. And a lot of people can't. Right, right. <laughs> As we saw at the Oscars monologue. Well, I just think if, so, if I sat across the table and some millennial was just like, oh, I take Martin Luther King Day off, I'm like, tell me about Martin Luther King Day. What do you do? Like, but the, How do you celebrate? Like, Do you go to church? I th- well, it, the room do you just, march somewhere? The room just gets very quiet. And they're <laughs> like, oh, okay, okay. And then I'm just like, I'm just kidding. So I don't, anyway. But that, that's how I gauge the humor of the person. Yeah. Not that they have to laugh at it, but they're like, okay. They have to have some sort of... I mean, their reaction is really your answer, too. Is yeah. it a good fit? Yes, correct. Yeah. <laughs> and Absolutely. Often, and it often isn't. Yeah. I didn't... Yeah. I woke up too late to do anything for International Women's Day today, but I feel as if my mere existence in the world is enough. Sure. So... <laughs> There's some... I think I, I put up a tweet or an Instagram for our show in for Women's Day. I did my part. <laughs> Did you put up a meme? <laughs> yeah, that, uh, I was trying to start a meme, especially yeah. uh, pointed. <laughs> um, but it w- there, there was some. G- I'm sure it's common, but there was one where it's like, "I'm a, mo- I'm a woman. What's your superpower?" And I was like, "That's good." And I, I liked, I liked <laughs> that's, that's that. That is great. That's good yeah, one. yeah. Simple to the point. <laughs> yes. Maybe we'll take a break. I guess we're gonna have to play a, a, a female track. Female singer track. Don't sound so quizzical. No, no, I'm just find ju- one. Yeah. <laughs> it's only a majority of the population. <laughs> Let's take a break. Yeah. <laughs> we'll come back. We're gonna talk more with Jen about her movie. Hooray for everything in a tip. We'll be back, guys. What happened at the New Orleans?
creeping on you on the internet before you came today, which is how I recognized you. And I'm going to say your Twitter game is unusually strong. Oh, <laughs> not on you. Everyone thinks they have a strong Twitter. Not thinks. Everyone... Hers is, like, no, good. I, yeah, okay. Like, hers well, is I'll say, really I'll say this about Twitter. I, re- I really do enjoy it. I'm, I've been very consistently on it for, uh, I think, about seven or so years. Nice. Um, and I think that's the only reason why... Uh, I mean, it's honestly, if you put in the time, you know, you start to, I don't think you can stick with something that long and not enjoy it and, and try and have fun with it. Um, because that's a, you know, I, I, it's like, I don't have that many followers for having been on Twitter for that long. I just really enjoy it. So cool. Like you're, um, you're one about your invention based on losing the cap off your lipstick. And I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Go read it yourself. <laughs> That's that was just, funny. That was very funny. That was gold. Yeah, oh, funny. well, thank you. That's very kind. So it's one of those moments of my challenge with Twitter is still most of the things I think are so inappropriate that I would never type them out and share them. Like what makes you sort of say, I'm going to share this? I think, 
Well, you know, there's some people on Twitter who uh, have basically made a name for themselves as Twitterers because yeah. they they're really they they're really fast with the comedy and they can yeah. do these these one-liners and 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 and, the, and a lot of them are tend to get pretty inappropriate. Like I think some of the the best known uh, Twitterers are definitely people who do not um, put the filter on when it comes to telling jokes. Um, I it's just Anna Kendrick's masturbation tweet. Ari, I think Ryan Gosling is one. That's okay. of note. Okay, I'll have to look <laughs> yeah. that one up. I don't think I know that one. Um, but I, but for myself, I mean, I, I I really like to use it to talk to people. Like, um, there's I've met a lot of people on Twitter, nice. and, and you know, you can have conversations with people that are uh, thankfully brief. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, you can just the have point. these quick these quick back and forths about about anything about uh, politics or movies or or what have you. Um, and I try, you know, I definitely do try to make an effort to be somewhat entertaining. Um, it's sometimes when you have something to promote, as I have in the last little while, I, I really it it requires a lot of of getting past the self-consciousness of, of promoting yourself sure. to be tweeting about about yourself but i always want to make sure that no i'm actually i hope i'm at least trying to engage with people and be entertaining and not just be like hey come and see this or come yeah. and do that or, or which uh which is which i think is a, still a challenge for me but um but yeah i i because i i think because i started using it for just you know to socialize and to have fun and do all that sort of stuff i think it's a little more natural for me now so i can you know, write some tweets about total nonsense, and then you know, throw in a couple of things about the movie and here and there. And and um, I have a Twitter account for the film as well, but that's that's a little bit more of a challenge because it pretty much is just straight up anything that's happening <laughs> with the movie. Um, it's a it's a little, it's been a little bit more difficult to try and put more content on it. Um, sure. I I do hope that I can talk a little bit more about the movie and and maybe talk about the actors in a more interesting way but right now it's a lot of it's a lot of promotional stuff so Come see the movie yeah exactly we'll but see we'll see how that goes <laughs> looking like we got to get into talking about the movie but i'm saying filmmaker people even myself i was just like this is how you promote not being on our podcast but that's a bonus for us but the way jen put together the press kit the site like all the material for it was just like oh, research, and I'm just like, oh, there's a PDF, like, press kit, and, and that stuff is, like, super important just to get the uh, the idea of your movie out there, and it was just very helpful, and, like, that's every yeah, filmmaker... Yeah, there's a Godfrey Global Inc. Yeah, yeah. site, like that. Yeah, yeah, it's just, like, really good. Really it's, a really, it's, it's a really important thing to be able to uh, to do that, and uh, to, to have promotional materials for a movie, just make it really easy yeah, for people to yeah. access it, and the internet just makes that a lot easier, because every single... Uh, presence you can have online you know you try to have that online and have it link back to something that is useful or or interesting hopefully or or something else um and you know uh it's because as an independent filmmaker you're not necessarily going to have a lot of a support system in terms of the marketing and all that type of thing um it really does help to be able to do that yourself or at least have i mean obviously we had help from different areas but um and different people but you know, a lot, uh, largely the online stuff is driven by, by me because there's nobody else who's going to, who's going to drive it. So. Indie budgets. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I appreciate it was of, of some use. Even <laughs> before <laughs> we get in the movie, yeah. her site, you have sort of the body of work that you've worked with in either, you know, writer, director, producer capacity. And I watched the short film, What You Eat. And oh, yeah. Holy. <laughs> 
I did the mean, research. I just read the PDF. I listen, <laughs> listen. I was just sticking to the movie. What's the line from Scandal? Twice as hard, twice as good. Whatever. Anyway, sure. I'm a black. Oh, it's uh, you work twice as hard to get half of what they got. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a woman show thing, though, right? That was a joke. That was a joke. That was a joke. An international women's day, Jay? Too soon. <laughs> Too fucking soon. Anyway. Uh, you know, no, that, that was great. I was just trying to focus on end of, end of day's sake. But... But, as you know, origin story, good origin stories, not like Wolverine, that short film, I mean, this your sensibility of being kind of creep up on you, dark, entertaining, and people making, I would say, not unexpected choices, but more the choices that a real person would make if they were in a kind of dark and absurd situation. I definitely can sort of see the through line there after watching oh, that. Wow! I know. I thank you. I I mean, I I have to say that 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 film is actually based on a short story um, written by a gentleman named Ben Ehrenreich. And uh, uh, for uh, just to explain, it's, a, it's it was my second short film, and it's um it's basically about a boy whose father believes that if you kill something, you have to eat it. Um, he grew up in the country, yeah, yeah. and it goes to a very, very dark place. <laughs> very dark um, place. It's online. It's online. But yeah, it's, yeah. Okay. It, it was. You can it, watch it on Vimeo. I watch it on Vimeo off of Jennifer's uh, bio, sort okay. of about bio site. Cool. Absolutely, and it's yeah, it's it's uh, all the sh- all the sh- there's some actually that might be the only short film that I'm still <laughs> really uh, okay with people seeing because there, there's definitely some I've made that I'm not so cool with people seeing. Yeah, so I don't I don't really have them up. But the back body um, of work that we want to keep. Where was that shot? Because it was uh, that was actually shot in Kleinberg. Yeah, so I, I don't know where that is. Ontario. It's it's Ontario. actually just uh, it's probably just north of here. Um, I'm not sure how far out. How, 45 minutes drive it's yeah, not so too bad it's it's um know, yeah it was, was actually, trees and stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was shot on i guess uh somebody's estate i'm gonna call it um and it was uh it was a really great experience it's one of those those things where i didn't know what i was getting into at the outset i just knew that i really loved this short story and i just contacted uh the author on MySpace, if nice. you can believe it, I didn't even have nice. a MySpace account. That's like amazing. I signed up for MySpace because, like, I don't, I can't find any contact info for him, but he has a MySpace page. Amazing. Um, and yeah, and he was kind enough to let me uh, just just go and run with it, and um, and that was, and thinking back on it now, that was like a pretty big leap of trust for him because I, I had only made one short film up to that point, a much 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 smaller film. And as much as I like what you eat, um, and a lot of that is due to his story, I do like the film, but it has a lot of problems. So <laughs> I look at it now, and I'm like, oh man, if I'd been, you know, a little more experienced, and you know, then I really, th- I feel like it could have been a, a better film. But I th- the younger actor, the one who plays the main character, the protagonist, when he's young, amazing. Ricardo Hoyos, who is on Degrassi, he's been on Degrassi for the last. Yeah, uh, you have a couple uh, in some in years. one of the other the family first one. There's another young Degrassi kid. Yeah, yeah, no, I yeah. went deep in. I, I oh, creeped yeah. on you. Family First, uh, which I produced, yeah, uh, 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 Dylan Everett, uh, the kid, he's on Degrassi. Peter Mooney was on Rookie Blue for a number of years. Uh, that was actually a pretty killer cast. Um, uh, there was, who else was there? Diane Flax, Michael Healy, both who are both uh, um, great writers and great actors. And, yeah. So I mean, for a listener out there, if you've lucky. ever <laughs> fallen in love with that creepy, I think it's a Folgers commercial, where there's a kind of, 
incesty undertone between a brother and a sister when her brother's coming home for the holidays. Oh, you'll, yeah. You'll like family first. Oh, God, I don't know this commercial. Uh, I think oh, they we're going to watch it. Didn't they re-edit that? Yeah, 100%. We're going to watch okay. it in the break with her, and then really? she's going to be completely horrified. But, but we'll, also we'll put today. the link up on oh, that. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll put a link to family first in the Folgers commercial. Okay. Yeah. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We're going to talk about Jen's feature film but at least my tangents were like about her at this time oh, it's fine. It's i fine. feel the judgment no there's You're no judgment even look at, just look at me okay it's, there's no judgment right. I, I don't know why i'm feeling rushed but i'm just uh i'm feeling rushed but i'm gonna slow it down it's fine i shouldn't mix medication and that's alcohol. what she that's, said that's that's we'll be back <laughs> jen in the studio in a tiff pray for everything back hooray for everything in a tiff with our guest jen i'm apologizing for showing her that folgers commercial it's because fine. i may have scarred her for life it's okay we'll put That's the link up funny. we'll put the link up on the site yeah on the page i'm sorry Inappropriate. But, uh, it's, fine. <laughs> it's fine this episode's called it's fine 
But I want to talk about Jen's movie, her first feature. I'm sure, I'm sure you, you look great, but I'm sure it took years off your life <laughs> <laughs> getting a feature done. I just like applaud anyone attempting to make a movie. It's a, so, it's, it's very the, difficult. It's so difficult. It's very it's difficult. difficult. <laughs> not so difficult. It's very difficult. It's not an easy thing at all. It's a lot of moving parts. It is a lot of moving parts. Uh, yes, the movie is called End of Days Incorporated or End of Days Inc., depending on how you, you like to read your INCs. Um, and yeah, I uh, you guys saw it on Sunday at, saw pr- at a very strange theater, I'm sure. I love it. I, <laughs> I, well, I've been to... The, what's the name of the theater again? I forget. Kingsway. 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 Kingsway, yeah. And uh, there was... I'm going on a tangent, but I think it, it helps with the... Uh, don't, don't apologize for the tangent. <laughs> we go to the theater... It's like empty. There's like we literally walked into the lobby and there's n- not a nobody soul. there, no one around. <laughs> and then uh, I don't know where that girl popped out of. Like, did she pop up from behind the counter? The Shining, I believe. Yeah, she, she just like out. appeared. And then uh, we're just like, oh, can we get a, can we get a drink? And she doesn't really acknowledge us. Never made direct eye contact once. Yeah, and we were trying to be friendly. And then I think we were scaring her. I don't, <laughs> I don't, it just. Well, I have to be honest. I've never been to that theater. It's a, it's it's a, a beautiful, distri- it's a beautiful theater. It's beautiful. in, uh, it's in a part, of, it's, it's uh, at Bloor in Royal York. So yeah. it's a bit of a hike yes. out there. You got to take the it's subway. It's in Rob Ford country. People. Um, <laughs> it is in Etobicoke. And, uh, and I had, I mean, I'd known of it for, for a while. We, uh, the last uh, film that I produced a few years ago also but it's a it's a you know it's a properly strange theater mm-hmm. it's a very indep- highly independent movie theater yep. um and I was told that sometimes they wear uniforms there. Oh, she I, was wearing a uniform. She was wearing, okay. She I wasn't sure if that was always. a little a hat that yeah. was kind of Out of place, like, like a stewardess hat? Yeah, it was like the porter hats almost. But yeah, it, yeah, a reddish color. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I love the sound of it, but it, it you know. It's amazing. It's it, an to amazing me, it's a, it seems like a, a proper rep theater yes. where you're like not sure what's going to happen yes. when you go there. I really do want to go and visit it. It, so. rem- it reminds me of um, old school Young Street when Young Street had all the movie theaters. It's It's that vibe. I've been there one time before, but um, End of Days Inc. was playing in the upstairs theater, and I didn't know there was an upstairs theater. <laughs> yeah, so there's like <laughs> there's a little a mini little theater, theater, theater at yeah. the top, so it would be great for you know private bookings, private yeah. screenings, birthday parties. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was Except good. for the fact that there's only bathrooms on the main floor, so if you're bringing upwards right, of right. let's say eight children there. Your up and downsies, if you were one of the parents, would be a bit of a pain in the ass. Sure. You well, would need an extra pair of parents for, like, just bathroom trips alone. I, I have to say, I mean, I'm just so, so grateful that they've they've programmed the movie and that they That's program amazing. independent Canadian movies yes. quite a bit. And what's kind of crazy, um, because we were pretty sure, because uh, we were originally at the Carlton, mm-hmm. and then after our Carlton run, we went to the Kingsway. Mm-hmm. I was pretty sure we'd be out of there in a week. Uh, they just extended us for a, thir- uh, a third week at the yeah. Kingsway. Uh, so after the first week, they're like, well, they're, they're holding it over. And I was like... Oh, okay. So maybe right. it was that's, us that's being awesome. there on a Sunday night. With I think it might have been, night. actually. I think that might have done it. Just, oh, a couple people came in today. That's great. And then, yeah, just just this morning, I got the email that they're actually doing another week of, of screenings there. Cool. So, um, but End of Days, Inc., mm-hmm. your first feature. How, I guess my first question is, jokingly, but seriously, did you work in an office? Um, <laughs> I, I am. I, I have always worked in an oh. office. I work <laughs> in an office now. Um it's uh, well, I'll, 
the film is a supernatural dark comedy yeah. about a, a group of laid-off workers who are bribed into working one last night, and they discover that processing the last of their inventory will may bring about cataclysmic consequences. That's our official kind of pitch of, of the nice. film. And it was written by Christina Ray. So the storyline and and all of that is entirely hers. Um, and But I do have to tell people that, no, it's not based on any <laughs> any office that I actually worked okay. at. It's based on most of the offices. Yeah. I've <laughs> <laughs> like, I was just like, it was too real. Anybody <laughs> who's worked in anything <laughs> adjacent or related to the internet at all in the past decade. Oh, yeah. This felt like every mass layoff yep. day I've ever been to because oh, yeah. there's always the people they keep behind and you still know that eventually the gun you're pointing at somebody else, you're going to be swallowing yourself. Yeah. And it's that feeling. You know doom is coming. Like yeah. It's just like lingering in the background. Yeah. And, and even if you're sort of, it takes you a while to catch on to the fact that, oh, they didn't keep me because I'm special. They're keeping me because they need me to help shut this motherfucker down <laughs> and I am the ultimate agent of even more people's destruction whether it's your part of you know communications about a mass layoff in a large organization or closing a bunch of something or shutting down a website that moment of survival of the initial mass layoff yeah so many people when it happens to them the first time aren't aware you're just being kept here to turn off the lights for someone else. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we can't put a broom to pro- we can't prop up a broom to do your job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're literally the needle in somebody else's hospital-assisted suicide. There's that element in the movie, and that's what I thought the movie was going to be. And then, and and we try to keep. We're gonna say, try not to do any spoilers. Minimum like, spoilers. Yeah, minimum spoilers. <laughs> it's your movie. And then, and then there's a, a shift, in, in, I'll say. Yeah, the movie has definitely has a little bit of that social commentary. Just it's 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 not a pro, it's not a prominent you know story driving thing necessarily, no. but it really is about people. Uh, the comparison that you could make to real life is yeah. that people are in this day and age they are working themselves into out of a job. They're yeah. working themselves into obsolescence, and that's yeah. what. You know, and that's what these characters are doing to a literal degree. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's a it, it's it's definitely a more uh, a more absurd film um, than that. It's not sure. necessarily. And we're making it like it's a so, no no satire. We're making it, it's just we've done time in an office. We've always done time done in offices. Time, yeah. <laughs> so it was just that element. He and I worked together at a place that had oh, okay. a series of mass layoffs. Yeah. So right, right. Like, well, I worked like original flavors chapters before the Indigo takeover. Oh wow! Yeah, a okay. lot, a lot of blood in them streets. I worked at the Ministry of Health and Long Term Care when they were shutting those down oh. to, to turn them into Lins. And I, I swear oh. to God, it was like I mean, I was like Brazil in there. If you know nice. the movie yeah, Brazil, yeah, yeah. which that's what this, this movie, movie does. Have, yeah, yeah, that reminded has me that of Brazil. Vibe a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Um, where I swear I I'm 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 almost positive I walked through one day and people were just throwing paper up in the air like you know <laughs> doesn't matter walking through the hallway. Oh, I mean everybody there was like two months from retire or yeah. well there are a few people who are months from retirement and then the people who weren't months from retirement were freaking out sure. like it was a very uh, a very strange strange place to work. Um, so that maybe comes the closest to uh, <laughs> the, lo- to the level there, there is humor right away in the film when it opens and, and uh, we were laughing but how did this idea like how did this movie come together for you 
Well, really what it was was that I uh, I produced a feature film a few years ago. I really wanted to direct my first feature film. I'm a, you know, I'm a director and I kind of got roped into producing things. I do enjoy some parts of that, but really I'm a director and that's and you kind of have to work really hard to say I'm a director and sure. and try and go that path because yeah. that is no matter who you are, that's not a not an easy path. Um, but I really uh, like movies that are um, different. You know, they have a that kind of mixed tones and have you know can be comedy, but can have a little genre and can have you know and, and you know filmmakers like well Richard Ayoade and Edgar Wright. I mean, those are kind of examples off the top of my head who, mm-hmm. who make movies that are, that I I just really love for that. Um, and Did then, you like Submarine? I liked Submarine. I, did. I didn't. Uh, the yeah. first watching, I think I didn't like it as much as I did after I watched it again later on. I really, uh, I found that an interesting choice that he chose that for his first movie. I will say the one Tiff's, uh, Tiff thing that I have done is that both times Richard Ayoade has brought his movies to Tiff, I have asked a question, mostly just so I could look into his eyes. Oh, <laughs> were you were you in that first Q&A with the first screening? Because yeah, I was at yeah. the first screening of that at Tiff. I was, yeah. Yeah, and he was there on the stage with the kids. And I, and asked, kept, him like, why, I actually asked there. him why he... Like, I was very curious, like, of all the first features in the world, like, that you could have chosen to do, I was very curious why he chose that one. But he I, I, he didn't really, I, I don't know that he answered my question necessarily. He kind of probably heard a different question coming up to him. So, um, so I did ask him that because it was a really interesting choice to me. But he does, but his style is kind of unmistakable in a way, like the, the, the style of his humor and then the style of his, his visual style as well is very prominent, which is rare uh, for a, a director doing their first feature, although he's, of course, done a lot of television, and he's yeah. very... Yeah, the business know, with the night and the beach and the sparkler situation like that was just... There was a lot of really beautiful shots in that, and then you go back to this sort of Rushmore-ish kind of daytime, you know, kids in hipster I, clothes thing, <laughs> and that I did like that juxtaposition almost reminds me a bit of Mad Max, where you have crazy cars and violence and you know one arm Furiosa and then you get Charlize in the sand on her knees you know raging at the time <laughs> I, started, the I started submarine but I was expecting something like the mighty Boosh because he came out of that yeah you're expecting thing. something totally yeah, out there yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. expecting like what he performs in and it's completely different, different. yeah and well, so. that's the thing. I mean, it's uh, like I I I like all kinds of movies, and I do like coming of age stories. But to be honest, I've seen probably enough coming of age stories. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Like, I've seen uh, quite a variety of them, especially ones involving young men as yeah. opposed to young girls or, yeah. or young women. Um, so you know, if it if if it, if it wasn't so done in his style, it might not have been that as interesting to me. But I actually was really captivated by it in terms of just what he brought to it and how he handled the humor of it and um and some of the characters in it and stuff like that so uh, you know i think um i think it's an interesting thing because when i decided that i wanted to do this i also uh, didn't write the screenplay i went to my friend christina who whose work i really really like and i she just has such a unique voice i was like she'll do something that we can work on together that's going to just be fun and and strange and and interesting um and that's exactly what she brought me and and truth be told i did kind of want i i feel like i did pitch her on the idea of a workplace movie because a workplace movie is a really 
easy way to put a bunch of characters together Random. that would never yeah. hang out yeah, never be <laughs> normally yeah. and Correct. force them to interact, interact. with each other and yeah. butt heads with each other especially and, all that type of thing. and again very similar to a mass layoff where you have your normal the people you sit with at lunch you have yeah. your work wife your work husband whatever but then after a mass layoff usually at least half of your cohort team, is gone yeah. your and social team all of a sudden <laughs> you have to interact with people that you normally never hung out with and yeah. that's kind of what happens exactly. in the beginning yeah. but in the third act without being too spoilery I'm going to say that's where for me it really it kicked into gear in a way that was unexpected but really really enjoyable almost comparable to how halfway through Cabin in the Woods it just takes a turn where if you haven't seen that movie you're thinking okay well I know you got yeah, that's what Joss I, Wiener involved. Like, oh, yeah. I know it's going to take a turn for something interesting, but it just goes for it. I'd say, especially the third act where, you know, traditional English major, you know, you have your, here's my story, here's my climax, here's my dating mom. Your film definitely gave me... Took shifts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought you were going to say took something else with it. But yeah, it, took, it definitely, <laughs> it just took a dump on all my <laughs> expectations <laughs> and then did something completely unexpected did, in the third act. I don't want to give anything away, but there was just uh, one scene with the old lady boss and yes. uh, the girl. I'm just like, what? I was like, <laughs> just like all of a sudden... There are definitely yeah. <laughs> things about the movie, that, and I'm I'm really glad that that you guys enjoyed that. I do think that it um we we did want to try and do you know make sure that we were surprising people a little bit. Yeah. Um. It's 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 a hard thing because I, I we did cut a trailer um which I like, but the truth about trailers is that nowadays you kind of have to give away a little bit of the. Uh, I forget. I, I don't know what the saying is. You kind of have to give away the farm a little bit to get people to be oh, interested. Yeah. Um, and so there are there are things in the trailer that if you're paying attention to the trailer, you are going to see uh, see shots here and there that that are probably better saved to actually see in the movie. Um, but I, I think we held a couple of things back. There are a couple of things that I, I wanted to, to hold back, and I, I do think that um, you know uh, it. It kind of, I kind of like that that kind of workplace comedy. There's kind of a, a, a vibe to that, and then to be able to have the move into the darker moments, and to be mm-hmm. able to to kind of have them experience just a whole, just a night that they, you know, that they couldn't have expected, and just have them really react against that. That was that was kind of the most fun part was to actually get them into get them into some some weirder situations. Weirder, yeah. <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll play something weird. We'll play some weird hip hop. Sure. <laughs> we'll come back. Ray for everything in a tip. We're going to talk to Jen Moore. We'll be back. Baby 
sister smiling at me, just happy to come behind me. Don't ask me what I look like in the darkness. It's still for too long, your own bones become cathartic. Got me feeling like I'm tall, dumb, and ugly. Make a home on a stage where all of the people love me. She's so lovely, rapping about her broken. Wearing her false lashes and hoping she getting chosen. You a female rapper, don't rap about that shit. You're supposed to be a bad bitch, or at least a little confident. Had a dollar and a dream was on my pocket. Took a step to the left and started walking. Selling broken dreams, mild situations of escape. Check the Oprah show. Couldn't fly out the hood with a boneless wing. Back porch planning my campaign. Twisting some shit and sipping some shit that bubble like champagne. Noses in the air for that dank shit. Pinkies in the air for that Hillary Swank shit. Million dollars a deal, make her tell him to skate. The fact that he's so chill about it, compel him to hate. The women that I court like a pellets, compel him to think I only do it bad. Like Blank is dad. That's Michael Jackson, you sleeping, but how you sleep on that? When I'm taking niggas hogging like it's tree on deck, and it's tree on deck. Canada dry on the rocks, watch. The poetry started in coffee shops, I'm used to the grind. I could wait for the cream, there's no sugar in that. Not even strings attached, your pedal can pull them in that. Competitors rule them out, I compel them to pull the facts. My resume been facts, ain't thinking gold until I'm Goldman Sachs. Until the nigga records getting mad spins and your code is sack. Don't distract though, the key to this is preservation. I pray your prayers reach his elevation. To see them snares as a symbol for the simple and the simple. Have a glass of ginger ale, it's a celebration. Word. And we're back. Pray for everything in a tiff with director Jen and her movie End of Days Inc. Yeah, let's Inc. go with Inc. I'm yeah, Inc. you can say incorporated, but it takes longer. So yeah. I think it. Uh, I think also for your SEO, uh, it would just be better to say End of Days Inc. because that's what it says on the signage and when yeah. you Google for it. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Good People call. are trying to save Absolutely. characters. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that like when we were watching it and that stood out in my mind. And I don't want to give anything away, was when they were doing the work and there were these boxes. And there were so many, there's a lo- there was a lot of boxes. Yes. And then I'm looking and each box was different. Was that post or was that in camera? It's a, com- it's a combination <laughs> of two things. So <laughs> we did actually have uh, quite a number of those boxes made. Yeah. Uh, I still, I feel like anytime I see one of the production assistants on the movie, I have to ask for their forgiveness. I sh- probably should. That seems like something I should do because they did have to make them. And to be honest, they had to make them inside out because they're white on the outside and we wanted it to brown, be brown yeah. on the outside. Yeah, the craft and, uh, uh, they brown, did, yeah. Yes, they, so they had to they had to assemble the boxes backwards, which is a slightly more complicated and, and, process. But I, I, lo- than, I uh, embraced it around. so much because the boxes were also not... You know, you could have gotten those lawyer boxes easily from uh, Granitoy or right, like Home right, Depot, yeah. but it was just like you had these like 
they were sort of weird shaped boxes. Well, they like, had to fit the but, item that I mean, if you see the movie, you'll yeah. find out in the first five minutes. But they had to f- they had to actually fit what they were supposed to fit. So yeah. we actually had to get the the boxes, and it was very specific to to have have uh, country names on them. That's that's the other part of the and yeah. the, the stickers the were applied like a human was applying them, and yeah. not yeah, it wasn't completely uniform. Yeah. No. So then it, your eye wouldn't yeah. have that uncanny valley thing. I was trying to look. Looking exactly the same. So we did assemble quite a number of these boxes, but there is some trickery uh, later on in, in the film it? to make sure that we didn't have to make uh, quite as many as you actually have to see. You could also say we film. made every single one. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! And and that was really complicated. They, there's um, uh, when you do visual effects on a film. Um, there, you know, you have to actually be very precise in how you shoot things, especially on a low budget film. Like there, if you're doing something a little bit, uh, you know, if you're doing a big budget movie, um, you can force the post people to do crazy things to fix mistakes that you made on set, kind of plan the shooting and make sure that we had what we needed mm-hmm. so that when we went to, to post, it wasn't like somebody was going to have to do, you know, tens of thousands of dollars of extra work yeah. to actually get things to, to be fixed. But, you know, I, I've talked to those same people about certain big productions in town and they're like, these guys, they shot this like this and how am I supposed to fix this thing? Yeah. And it's like, well, if you have the money to kind of, you know, money keep somebody yeah. <laughs> keep somebody working overtime yeah. for for a long time, then then you can do that. But definitely on a low budget thing, you're like, we got to get this right. We yeah, got to shoot it sure. the way it needs to look, so that we can do the post properly. Sure. So, um, so yeah, that that was. Uh, but yeah, it was a big production design job. I mean, there are a lot. The of look and the feel of the movie is like excellent. Oh, thank and, you. And uh, the set itself was that an actual place it is an actual place i have to give props to our uh, production designer david orrin charles um he was responsible for so much of of all of that um and you know not not just completely losing it over the myriad of things that we had to do for this very small movie Mm -hmm. that are in the script (laughs) um but uh the location is actually in liberty village it's um 15 fraser Really? Uh, yeah, 15 Fraser Avenue. It's down. It's just the last building down down that block. I have to also say congrats then on using a part of Liberty Village. Is it Liberty Village? That I haven't seen. Like I feel every time I see something, I'm like, that's Liberty Village. Oh, well, really? Like, <laughs> well, like, here's you can really the thing. Tell. There's and, this. And I didn't. I couldn't tell that that was part of a. It's a particular building, and they actually do a lot of shooting in there. They actually have sets in the basement. So there's a a courtroom set in the basement. There's a jailhouse set in the basement. There's a bunch of sets in that building. But it is genuinely an awful old building, and I mean that with love. It's the only building probably in that area, except for the one across the street, that hasn't been turned into condos or offices, expensive offices. Um, It is so bad. We were shooting there in the dead of winter, and we were wearing parkas indoors because... No you heat. know the level of heat. The windows are broken. Ceiling is, is is leaky. Like it's it's a very and it's you know it's a but it, it's perfect. It's a perfect look. It's yeah, a perfect no, look for amazing. the the thing. So the top floor of that is actually um, offices. So it it those the offices that you see in the movie those are more or less uh, more or less there. And then there were they actually have some stuff just lying around there that I assume has been there since the dark ages. Like. I think some of those typewriters and some other things, they're actually just in the building. <laughs> like nobody so took them out. So based on the way you describe it, I imagine the actress who played Ula was actually able to legit smoke because it wasn't technically indoors anyway. <laughs> well, we used, we definitely used like stage cigarettes. Yeah. It's not like actual cigarettes or anything like that. But <laughs> yeah, they were stage cigarettes. <laughs> I loved her. Actually, she gave me a real Kate McKinnon vibe. 
she she kind of does look like her a little bit, and yeah. uh, but also just her expressions. Yeah. And Kate McKinnon plays like this very politically incorrect, stereotypical Eastern European character on the Weekend Update. Right. Yeah. yeah. So a combination <laughs> of the way she normally looks, and then what that character. But Ula was kind of hot. Like she had. A, she was hot. She was. Yeah. So she was like hot Mc- Kate McKinnon, but with her old. Eastern European lady weekend <laughs> <Yeah>. update character, <laughs> kind of it was their daughter basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yulia, who plays Yulia Petrauskas, who plays Ula, she's uh, Lithuanian. She does, I mean, she doesn't have the accent uh, all the time, but she definitely turned it on Pulled for it. us. And um, uh, yeah, no, she's uh, she's very funny. I, 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 we, she's she's one of the people we met in auditions, and um, she had just such an incredible audition, like. Auditioning is an art form, and and it's 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 amazing when somebody can come in and they just they just have a plan for how they're going to do things. Not that they're not loose, but they they definitely like come in at ten as opposed to starting at five and then Wrapping getting to ten. Up. In the words of Uncle Scar, be prepared. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but th- this is one thing, and I'm not going down a tangent, which means I might be going down a tangent. <laughs> is the thing when you do creative or you dedicate a part of your life doing creative. It is taking like a punch to the face every time you sort of do it. Like, I would hate to go out on auditions, like every day. And well, like, I, I should like I should back up a little bit <laughs> because I'm I'm definitely not saying that other actors coming in weren't great or anything like that or even that. I mean, I've 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 done many auditions in my day um, and booked almost none of them, so I understand <laughs> I understand what they go through for sure. Um, it was, uh, but yeah, there was something just particular about her because we hadn't met ever seen her or met her before and um i know a lot of actors in town i or yeah. at least know of them and yeah. and to have somebody brand new that you don't know that well who doesn't mm-hmm. who you know at the time probably had uh you know the least experience of the of the other uh, c- compared to the other cast members to, to have them come in and just be so just so in it right away was was very cool and auditioning is very um is very difficult in the kind of emotional sense because you have to give everything you can in the room and then you have to get out of there and basically immediately forget about it or immediately dump it and just let it go Um, because 99% of the time even if you're a great actor you're probably not going to get the job she was one of the ones in the beginning that you got just a taste of you got to see a little bit more of like hot black delivery guy in the beginning yeah that I think he was in My one of the Mark, other, yeah. Yeah, one of the other movies that you produced. I think Sex he was after in Sex Kids. After Kids as well. Yeah, yes. and I've known him you got to see a couple other people a bit more in the first act that you don't see again. But then Ula, you get just a taste of her, and then, and then she comes back with a yeah. vengeance. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so good. good. Yeah. It's good. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, all the actors I really just have so much uh, respect for. They were, I mean, they were so great to be a part of this project, which involved them being in this freezing cold building for you know stuck together <laughs> in one room together because you know it's not like we had trailers or anything like that you know which is, is a perk of being on a bigger you know show or movie or, or what have you so they were all kind of you know they were stuck together and they they got along like a house of fire and they just made the most of it and had amazing. like amazing time together um, so I'm. I was just so grateful for all of them, and a lot. Of, and they're they're all really strong actors. You know, they really just understood what was happening. They understood the material, and they really went for it. They, I think both Jay and I really also love Paul's work. Yeah, uh, we've Paul loved Lee. him since Train Forty Eight. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, the movie is is uh, is you know, and not to make this about that, but like 
because I hope people can enjoy the movie for what it is and, and, and enjoy it on its own feet. But it, it's it's a film that was written, directed, produced by women. It has majority female ensemble. Awesome. Uh, the lead ensemble. And and um, uh, Carolyn, who's East, uh, um, Middle Eastern, and, and Paul, who's, uh, who's uh, Korean, um, they, you know, they... They get. I think they got to play characters that they don't normally get to play. Yeah, as, Paul as was his his look. Air quotes is normally sort of like friendly dad who goes into the bank kind of guy. Yeah, or or yeah. as I mean, his amazing part in Kim's Convenience. Uh, you know, he's the the convenience store, and it's an amazing. I mean, don't get me wrong, that's an amazing role. Uh, it's it's uh, you know it's it's fantastic, but it is very much oh it's you know he's got to play with an accent, which you know again it's it's fine if that's some of your work, but I think sometimes actors they don't necessarily want to get stereotyped yeah. into yeah we've talked about Master about. of None a lot because right, of yeah, yeah, my of brown course. friend over here so where <laughs> All right. oh right here. <laughs> Yes, yes. So I yeah. think he gets to play a part that not a lot of Asian people get to play sure. in North American movies. Yeah. I'll just say that because that's a big spoiler. No, yeah, <laughs> we don't want to go into what no. happens with yeah. his character. But I don't think we gave anything away. He, he gets to do something that I'm not expecting, sort of like yeah. friendly neighborhood Asian dad from Train 48 gets to do. <laughs> no. no. And he like went for that part too, as oh. I, I think I, we've described it before. Like He gets to really play comedy. He gets to just... and And... And you, when you let Paul loose, he's, I mean, there's stuff he does in the movie that I did not ask him to do that. <laughs> like, I would never, like, you know, I would never do that to somebody. Ask them to do that. And he would just, he just would do it. Are you talking about the toe stuff? I feel like it's the toe stuff <laughs> we're talking about right now. We're, we're not going to spoil it. Yeah. There's a couple of other little but things. But there's where... some toe stuff. I'm just saying, if that's your jam. I did once read an article in Salon that had the best bull quote about foot fetishes. Winter is a sad time for a man with a foot fetish. I don't know anything oh about God, that stuff. So I've heard about it. <laughs> I don't care for it. But that's gold. It it's, makes you think. It's sort of like... It uh, gets you right here and right here. It's sort of like vegan cupcakes. Like, I'm interested, but I don't care. I forget if there's a <laughs> website about this. I'm sure there is. It's just one that I would never want to visit. But uh, there are. Uh, there used to be a website, maybe it still exists, uh, that would... Um, that would list uh, the shots where people were smoking where women were smoking oh yeah because that was a big uh, i guess a big fetish, fetish for thing. somebody where they would literally like at zero thirty nine minutes 15 seconds uh this actress takes a drag on her so it, yeah so in the early days of the internet if i was looking up an actor uh there weren't as many websites back then yeah. so i would there would inevitably be like on the second page like this this their smoking database <laughs> entry <laughs> like right under mr skin <laughs> exactly <Yeah>. exactly <laughs> Jen what what was the hardest part of, of making this movie besides making it in Canada <laughs> in um, Toronto you could pick a shot you could pick something but about getting I, music cleared you could I, pick I do have to ask them something funding, about location like funding yeah was that, anything yes that's uh, a, we a should not part. talk too much about okay, that but it is uh, it is uh, that's like the biggest uh, thing not you have to talk about but I know that's like a huge thing for any artist making any sort of project. I will say uh, Telefilm did come on uh, a bit for this film, so they are partial funders of, of the film, so that was my first experience uh, working with them um, on, uh, I guess, all the paperwork <laughs> of making that happen. Um, funding in, in Canada is interesting because we do have Telefilm and, and we do have tax credits, um which are, you know, incentives for people to actually be producing work. Um, but it is interesting because uh, the c considerations in Canada aren't necessarily commercial first. 
Um, right. yeah. And this was a very small film. Like, let's let's be very clear about this. Uh, um, you know, it's a, it's a it's still technically a micro budgeted film. It's it's quite small for for what it what it is and what it accomplishes. So that's a slightly different that's a slightly different ball game. But I'd say for how it was maybe shot, but not necessarily for what it accomplishes. Because it was yeah. it was it's pr- like it is cin- like it's a film. Like it's definitely a, yeah. a movie. It's not. Uh, this is not a YouTube clip. Like it's right, right, yeah. No, no, yeah. We, and that was that was like the that was very important to me was to make sure that it it you know that we were because the it's you know you have to serve the material and the material that this material is very stylized and it has a very mm-hmm. it has a vibe to it that yeah. if you didn't if you couldn't bring some level of resources to the project it would not work it just wouldn't work. We were um, saying it could have been also stages of play, but then some of the shots definitely were served better by it being on film it does you know there is a as a one location piece for the most part there's obviously just a well you guys know there's a little bit of other tiny tiny couple of scenes that have other locations but for the most part it's a one location film so very much a lot of that is and and that's on purpose of course it's to be sure that you can shoot a small movie Mm -hmm. in the time that we shot it which is not very much and and to uh to you know have a you know be able to kind of spend money on other things and not necessarily spend money on location or moving locations and things like that um and what was I going to say? Oh, <laughs> um, so the in terms of uh, in terms of that, you know, we wanted to make sure that even if we were indoors and and in you know in rooms where just people are talking to each other, that we definitely wanted to make it as cinematic as it could be in yeah. that in that scenario. Um, and to you know, as much as and that was so much our, our cinematographer Benjamin Lichty who um, who I worked with on this and he's he's a really I mean he's a guy who's just a really really good um, director of photography all around but he also has a you know his special superpowers that he knows how to do a lot with a little that's kind of been his stock and trade because when you're starting out as a DP it's like you got to be good at working with really low budgets yeah um, and he you know he was really really terrific at that and the way the film it's shot is actually very traditional. You know, we lit it like film and, and, you know, we, um, uh, we only had one camera. I mean, we, we had a second body if we needed to switch it when the camera broke down, which happens sometimes. Um, but essentially, you know, it's, it's very traditional setup, setup and then shot and, and, you know, very professionally run set. We had, you know, our, our ADs and, and our PAs and everybody, you know, everybody was really pro. So it was a really great experience that way because um, as as challenging as it was, and it was a very challenging process, and I don't even know if I could pick one thing out about it. It was a very hard process from yeah. start to finish. Um, you know, the truth is, is that I'm really happy with how it turned out. And that's, um, you know, and that's a testament to everybody that worked on it because they really, you know, to, to bring people onto a project this, this small and, and have them, um, you know, just bring all their creativity to it was just, you know, that's that's why that's why I do this anyway. That's why I like making films is, is that it's that collaboration and to have have people who are so great at what they do and, and then also be really collaborative and cool people. I mean, yeah. that's the best. That's the best. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. I but- did want to ask a bit about hair makeup and continuity sure. because one janet's hair fabulous but also there was a gradual slight embiggening that you would get with somebody with kind of naturally curly hair that i liked but it was subtle also some of the other characters go through some stuff and you see a slight progression yeah 
but it's not as abrupt as a I'm gonna say the best slash worst example of this is the Bruce Willis tank top in Die Hard. <laughs> dirty very quickly. He starts off with a white tank top, and by the end, it's sort of like green, brown, bloody. It's brown, it's brown and brown and red. Yeah, a little bit of white. Yeah, it's a <laughs> bit more Christmassy. It literally they take it from white to Christmas. <laughs> yeah. He's a Christmas tree at the end with sure. more brown than green. But I will say, like the the hair, makeup, and the continuity work in this film yeah. was. Especially for something with a micro budget, <coughs> exceptional, <coughs> exceptional. Um, yeah. yeah, well, we're really, really lucky with the team that we had. Uh, we, um, I've never actually worked with a hairstylist before on a, on a film. There, there are some positions that. And then you hired Jan- the actor for Janet. And <laughs> realized. Oh, that isn't actually what I was going to say. Did I was you need to say, hire? Then like... we hired the actress who played Esther. Oh, she's wearing a wig, and it's, oh. a, it's a great wig, yeah. as you guys know. Yeah. The, the hair, that's amazing. amazing. Es- Esther's hair was like her is head. fantastic. Plus, you would have needed a stunt double wig for that too that's true i you know and we were probably so cheap that we just swapped the wig <laughs> <laughs> but for I'm janet i was happened. like did they have to hire a black person for the hair for yeah. this because that, that's <laughs> a that's well a the, the makeup art uh, well i'll say it uh who's our, uh, tony master petro was our hair uh head of hair department italian and, and um i Ish? think that she must be they can deal with our hair because be. <laughs> there's there's some of them that are a little bit there's question marks I back know, there i know millennia. nothing about that <laughs> say, there was a girl in my high school Italian. She used to actually buy black lady hair grease because her hair was so thick and curly. Inter- oh, okay. really? Hundred oh, percent. Wow. Yeah, I would say her name, but we might have more than one listener. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, our makeup artist uh, Tracy Loader uh, was our uh, makeup head uh, d- department head, and then um, Larissa Palaszczuk was the key makeup artist. They they actually both work on Bitten, at the, and they had just gotten off Lost Girl at the time. Oh, amazing! Which was actually if you're ever doing a low budget movie it actually really helps to schedule it during a time where there's sh- like everybody's shows wrapped around the end of november all their tv shows and then they were like eh, i guess we'll do a job for for a few weeks for Amazing. you because That's... they didn't have any you know they're like oh yeah it just yeah. takes us into christmas so that was actually a really good scheduling thing same with mark o'brien who played um jason he um he had wrapped uh uh, he was on Republic of Doyle for six years. He wrapped his fifth season, I think, the n- day before, flew out that night, started work the next morning. That's why we shot on a Wednesday to Sunday schedule instead of a Monday to Friday schedule because mm-hmm. it's like we can't get. His agent was just like, we can't get you can't get Mark until Wednesday. Is that cool? And we're like, I guess we're okay. working Wednesdays <laughs> instead yeah. of. But anyway, sorry. Back to the hair and makeup. Um, <laughs> no, that's good. We love tangents. <laughs> I was going to actually take you deeper on Bitten because I noticed yeah. some of those oh, tweets okay. on your timeline. And then she threw out Lost Girl just like it's I know, nothing. just you know, just. <laughs> We'll, we'll put a pin <laughs> in all of that near talk for like the post podcast drinks. Well, it's it's uh, yeah no it's it's uh, it's uh, it's cool that they you know they that people in Toronto uh, who work on crews and stuff like that a lot of them are really used to the fact that we are a big indie scene. Mm-hmm. That's not the case with every city in Canada. Here it's like it's not a, it's not weird at all for for you to ask somebody who's been on a big show. Hey, are you maybe interested in doing something a little smaller? You know, if it if it's interesting to you, yeah. and they, you know, they kind of went, you know, what the heck? It's actually it seems like a fun project. Like it's definitely a project that let them have some fun with the makeup sure. and and hair and 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 all that. Um, even Misty's character, uh, the character of Misty, like you know, Tracy came up to me. Is it cool if we stick a rose tattoo right on uh, right nice. on her chest? Nice. Like you know, just stuff yeah. like that, where it's like, oh my god, we can actually like if you have these big ideas on this movie, you could actually push those ideas. You could actually have a because it's a little more of a stylized movie. It's a little bit more of a of a uh, you know, it's it's not so much like 
pure naturalism. Right. So it's a very different thing where it's sure. like, oh, if the ma- if the makeup artist has some ideas and, and wants to try something and do something fun. I have a great um, boob tattoo idea for you that I'll show you oh, on the break. Nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll take a break. We'll come back. <laughs> he wants to see the tattoo. <laughs> Hooray for everything in a tip. Just take a peek at it. <laughs> Director Jen, End of Days Inc. We'll be back.
And we're back. Hooray Thank for everything in a tiff. Thank goodness. With our first female director. First of many, I hope. Yeah, <laughs> many. Oh, yeah. So did I even tell the audience? I only told Jen. My buddy Ryan from Matinee, the one who was on one of our pre-Oscar podcasts, he's doing this thing that's happening out in the world. Other people are doing it. They're trying to do over this year, 2016, 52 different female directors. Like watch a movie by a female director, if not every week, sort of like 52, 52 over the year. course of yeah. the year. And he's having a very easy time of it. He was telling me about a post one of his friends on Twitch Film wrote where he was saying how he was struggling with it and he wasn't 100% understanding why that guy was having challenges, especially because, as Ryan points out, you can also borrow videos from the library. So all you need is a library card, even for some of these allegedly, air quotes, hard to find titles. So definitely going to point... Don't go to Netflix to find... But you can, but you can also just Google and see if either stuff is available to rent. You know, Suspect is still there. You yep. know, you found your old Suspect card a couple weeks ago. Yep. And you can also go to the library. You can do other things. You can find ways to... But ideally, if you go online, find some way to watch it where there's a site that somebody's measuring the engagement through analytics so that they can understand that people are looking for things by others, whether it's people of color or females, or in the case of our guest this week, a twofer. So for Jennifer, before we get into the end of the discussion, you know, any other female directors of anything could be TV, movies, music videos, anything yeah um, any other sisters out there that are doing it for themselves um well i i can recommend some directors right off the top of my head like nicole hall of Saner, who did um uh lovely and amazing and walking and talking and she i mean all her movies are worth seeing um uh please give is another one of hers um andrea arnold who did fish tank um oh yeah if you if you know that one that's british yes yeah she's she also did a movie called I red road and uh, festival, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay yeah um and and her most current one is uh weathering heights which i, I think is a it's a controversy well i don't know if controversial is the right word it's a very it's not what you'd expect from a a, a, a period yeah. film it's very grimy and 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 dark and and gritty so that what you know it's a I'm sure it has its fans and has its detractors, but that's another one that she's done recently. Um, I happen to know quite a number of female directors uh, locally. Um, I'm part of Film Fatales Toronto, our Toronto chapter, which yeah. is female feature film uh, female feature film directors. Um, uh, Sarah Goodman, her film Porch Stories, played at TIFF, uh, the TIFF Lightbox. Um, I can't remember when, but uh, her, that I think is out on iTunes now. Um, Driving with Selvi, which is a documentary uh, directed by my friend Elisa Poloshi. It's very cool. It's about a, um, oh my goodness, I'm going to get everything wrong here. <laughs> it's uh, it's basically about a woman who tr- uh, uh, wants to be a um, uh, a taxi driver in India, and uh, oh, wow. it's her story. Amazing. Um, yeah, no, it's it's quite a quite an exceptional film. She's on the film festival circuit with it. I mean, I re- I really do have a, a lot of these. I I, I am also doing the fifty two films by women. Uh, I guess you could call it a challenge, but basically, it's it's you know committing to watching Wayne's World movies. was directed by Penelope Spears. Yeah, absolutely. Her uh, her documentaries, by the way, from back in the seventies are now 
finally available. They were not available oh, for really? a very long time because yeah. of the music rights. Yes. Decline of Western Civilization, Station, part yeah, one, yeah. two, and three, yeah. all out on, on DVD. Nice. The Metal uh, Years is my favorite one. The Metal Years is so good <laughs> it's a fantastic documentary it is my favorite too i uh i i watched it not that long ago and it, it's it's such an interesting portrait of 80s excess yeah it's crazy um because she doesn't pass judgment on them she just lets them talk and yeah. it's and if it's they so choose... real that you think it's staged exactly but it's real if a guy <laughs> chooses to do his interview on a bed with a bunch of women uh draped over him just doing a straight interview why not? Sure, I'll just keep the camera on you. You can do whatever you want. And you look like an idiot, but yeah. but I, I forget who that was. Maybe somebody from Kiss or something like that. But anyway, sorry, that's a whole... Again, tangents. We're all about tangents here, right? Yeah, no, that's <laughs> that's awesome. And I think for anybody doing that challenge this year... Hash, one... uh, search the hashtag on Twitter, 52 Films by Women. Hopefully people nice. haven't turned it into some sort of weird uh, cesspool yet. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's not that hard. And no. for Ryan, who even said... He was a bit bummed because sort of his big three favorites, um, Sarah Pauly, Ava DuVernay, and Catherine Bigelow, they didn't have any sort of major theatrical releases coming out this year. Yeah. He said even without those three individuals, there's still so many things in terms of things that aren't coming out this year well, or other properties that you could see. And it's not that hard even to build a list of more than 52. And don't just limit yourself to the 52 see more if you see something in the list that you're building oh i didn't even know about that movie or that it exists or at that it had that actor in it watch it because when you think of even not even Catherine bigelow's early work almost all of Catherine bigelow's work it's not like she's directing stuff like the woman or the notebook Catherine bigelow directed point break original point break the yeah. only point break we'll the ever need yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm an fbi agent yeah, yeah. so and so, Hurt Locker. So just understand that women directors don't only do things about us complaining about cramps I think if, I think if anyone is listening to this podcast that we're preaching to the choir. <laughs> I, I, I will say the movie I'm most excited to see this year is uh, directed by Karen Kusama. It's called The Invitation. It's a horror movie of some kind. I don't want to know more about it. I want to see it. They all go to dinner. Yes. There's a yes. dinner party involved. Yes. And, uh, and yes. um, Karen Kusama, of course, did Girl Fight and Aeon Flux. Girl um, Fight, oh my god. Yeah. Girl and Fight's one of the only movies I saw when, and maybe they still do it, U of T did uh Free Film Fridays thing. Yeah. And used to, I don't know if that's still. Yeah, and that's where I saw that movie. And it was where me and anybody else who's not entirely on the other side of the Kinsey scale fully fell in love with Michelle Rodriguez. <laughs> right. Just amazing. Fantastic. So good. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was. A, I mean, she was just such a huge discovery off that movie. I mean, just watching her that first shot where you just look right into her eyes. That's a. But that's somebody quite directed that, and apparently that person who directed that. Car yeah, Karen Kusama had yeah. a vagina. Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you know, it's it, it's it's an interesting thing because when you start to pay attention to who has directed uh, movies, it's very it it is it is interesting it to is. realize. Oh, this was actually directed by a woman. Oh, these weren't directed by women. Yeah. Because the truth is, is like as a director, it's it's a you know, it's um you know obviously everybody has their strengths and weaknesses and what have you. But it's not like being an actor where having the right gender of the character is necessarily the thing. When you're a director, you are. Uh, you know, I guess if we want to use the word vision, I mean, you're bringing a vision to life and that can yep. involve all kinds of things. And it is, it is unfortunately 
you know, true that sometimes uh, people, money people, I suppose, or people who make decisions, decision or gatekeepers and that, that type of thing, they sometimes think, oh, I don't know if a woman can direct action. I don't yeah. know if a woman can, uh, you know, necessarily direct this movie that's just yeah. all, you know, that's an all-male cast or whatever, anything like that, where um, you understand why they're... There are, even though there are a lot of uh, movies in all genres directed by women, you will probably find less in certain genres. Yeah. And it's not, and I, it's not because there's not the desire there to make them or the skill there to make them. It, it really is that there are people making decisions that unfortunately they tend not to necessarily um, give, you know, either funding or jobs or that type of thing. Uh, they don't necessarily weight weight their decisions towards doing that for women. No. So yeah, it's yeah. a it's an interesting conversation. I mean, it's no, obviously sure. a much much bigger sure. conversation. That's why today well. I'm announcing the female directed action film film festival. I'm making, <laughs> I'm making that up, but there I think is actually one. Is it's there? called amazing. Artemis. Yeah. Oh, amazing! Amazing. Um, that is great. No, that is great to hear. But right. you know, it's a they they did a study right, and 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 you know they've. You know, they basically shown with 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 statistics that um, if you you know if you're a female filmmaker who's come out of maybe having a a, um, a a festival hit or something like that, I mean, there's much more likelihood that if you're whether you're a, a male man or a woman, they're much more likely to give the man a bigger budget on something for their next project or or men are more likely to get the bigger budget projects yeah, than the next like, thing. What was but, and Jackson's unfortunately, that means action. Early, yeah. That means action. That means sci-fi. That means things that cost money. Yeah. Um, so Pete Jackson's so, early film, that I can't remember now, which was... Meet the Feebles? No. Heavenly two, Creatures? Yes. If he was a woman who directed Heavenly Creatures, would they have given him the money for the Middle Earth? No. Like, no. whatever the word is for six movies. No. Like this trilogy and... <laughs> Right. Like when when trilogy. they sign a woman to make a six picture deal, like that's history. Like that's it's a, it's and and not to, again. I and I I don't want to turn any particular person or anything into any sort of whipping boy or no, no, this no, situation. No. But a lot of the big conversation last year was around Jurassic World because of course Colin Trevorrow, who's you know who seems like a a a, a cool dude. Um, he he happened to have made one half a million dollar feature called uh, um oh I I can't even remember what it's called now. Oh dear, that's not good. So it was a film with Mark Duplass and Aubrey Plaza. Um, it was. Uh, it had a little. It had a little bit of a sci-fi element oh, to it. Oh, uh, experience not necessary. No. Um, it's something like that. Yeah. It's a it the was, Craigslist. It's ad? named after an ad. in, yeah. in, yeah. in the the Penny Saver. Yeah. Um, uh, safety not safety, guaranteed. Yeah, safety is not what guaranteed. It's called. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, of course, uh, whoever it was that was doing the hiring for Jurassic World basically said he reminds me of a young me. Or rather, it wasn't the guy doing the hiring, but it was um, uh, uh, either Brad Bird or, or, or a director, I think, out of Pixar, perhaps, who had uh, who had said told the decision makers he reminds me of a young me, and. And that, and you know, and and you know, it seems like he did a great job. I haven't seen the movie or anything like that. It seems like he did, you know, the job that they 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 brought him on to do and did it well. And so, you know, that's that that's an amazing thing for him. But you know, there was a lot of conversation around around female filmmakers where mm -hmm. it was like, there's no, where's the you know, black woman or Asian woman or wh whoever director, you that's know, who's say, like a billion dollar director yeah. who can say. That you know, that woman reminds me of a young me. Let's give her a franchise, or yeah. what you know, that yeah. type of thing. On totally one hand, true. I was so sad when I heard Ava DuVernay said no to Black Panther. 
I was um, like, good for the other hand. I'm cool. so jazzed now because yeah. she's going to be allegedly directing Wrinkle in Time. Oh, so oh, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Unless that shit blows up, because that was one of my favorite books. Books, yeah. And I'm more excited about the only thing I could have been more excited about her directing would have been Ready Player One, but I think that's already Spielberg or someone that I'm super excited about seeing that translated to screen just because there's a character in there that's not what you expect and I don't even want to spoil it for people who haven't read the book yet but I feel like Spielberg while because he's done a lot of period stuff he's sort of gone almost the Coen Brothers way of being able to slide by diversity in front of the camera because he does stuff that's in a certain time in a certain place yeah nostalgia yeah there weren't a lot of black people in concentration camps so you know you don't need to worry about casting somebody else and I feel like you know, Ben Kingsley's almost like a twofer because of Gandhi. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> anyway, not the point. The point is, and he adopted a black kid, but anyway. Oh, is that true? I didn't know that. Let's yeah. take a break. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> it's happening. We're talking, talking about, about Gandhi. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying, I'm <laughs> excited about Wrinkle in Time, directed by Ava DuVernay, as the kind of movie that doesn't necessarily be given to somebody who's an other, much less a double other to direct. I want to talk more to Jen about where the movie's going next and like what she's up to next and yeah where she's heading where we can find her if you want to stalk her please don't like not in a bad way but like to watch her movie yes we'll be back right for everything in a tip drifting through the halls with the sunrise holding on for your call climbing up the walls for that flashing light i can never let go because i'm gonna be free and i'm gonna be fine Holding on for your cause I'm gonna be free and I'm gonna be fine Maybe not tonight Now the sun is up and I'm going blind Holding on for your cause Another drink just to pass the time I can never say no Cause I'm gonna be free and I'm gonna be fine Holding on for your cause I'm gonna be free and I'm gonna be fine Maybe not tonight
And we're back, just wrapping up another episode. I think one of the best episodes, a classic episode of Hooray for Everything in a Tiff. I mean, I think it's up there with the episode with Mel's Hot Takes during sure. the festival, which was our most downloaded. This, Yeah, this one we might, like, they're going to have to archive it somewhere because... We have a female director, a Canadian female director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honest. We can get on a lot of lists. We can totally maybe, use her as our diversity posting. Yeah, maybe we can get some funding, finally. Yeah, maybe. This. <laughs> but I, <laughs> Jen graciously being in the uh, studio extended as Pete drinks herself silly. <laughs> no, as we both drink ourselves silly. Oh, I'm getting judgy eyes. But um, End of Days, Inc. is playing. It got extended at... At the Kingsway, That's yes. Amazing. It's at Bloor and Royal York, uh, kingswaymovies.com, or no, kingswaymovies.ca for the actual showtimes. Yes. Um, it's like every other night at like around 9.30. <laughs> they, they, sell, they sell adult beverages there too that you can take inside the theater. This is true. They make a great old-fashioned. And Manhattan. And Manhattan. We had Manhattan oh, wow. for old-fashioned. We had Manhattan. We had Manhattan. I had no idea. That's how much I, they were great. They were great. Um, Just ask for half ice. Or no yeah. ice. Maybe half ice. Yeah. yeah and make it a double. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but where's uh, End of Days going after the Kingsway? Uh, well, we this Friday, March 11th at 9.30, we're at the Vancouver International Women in Film Festival. That's probably the only time you'll get to see it on a big screen in Vancouver. So I would nice. h- highly encourage you if you can. It's um, at Van City Theatre there. Um, and after that, well, it's actually in Sudbury on April 6th. Um, so if they have a movie theater in Sudbury, they do, this is a, their indie cinema. Um, they actually have, I mean, I've been to their film festival. They have a proper, you know, cineplex complex and all that, but this is at their, their indie cinema, um, April 6th. And, uh, not dissing Sudbury. I was just making, no, no, (laughs) I'm doing Q and A's at both, except, uh, Sudbury is probably by Skype. Ironically in Vancouver, I'll actually be there, but, uh, so if you have any questions, there's so many things to do in Vancouver. I was just there. I loved it, and I'm going to say, okay, two recommendations. One for sushi, general public. It's like a hipster sushi place. They had a roll called Bob Marley, which I had. It had some mango in it. It was delicious. Nice. Uh, I'm going to say for breweries, I really liked the Juxtapose. I forget which brewery it was from, but there was also like a brewery that I went to 49th Parallel or Parallel 49. There's two different companies that do two different things there. <laughs> okay. But they like to name things after longitude and latitude there. Right, so right. anyway, that brewery was my favorite of the brewery call I went on. Awesome. And then of the pastry call I went on, there's, in terms of if you want to eat somewhere in the daytime on a patio, Thomas Haas was the best one. And they had the most adorable boxes for the pastries and a 
really good pull apart thing that was sort of custard and a flaky pastry and then fruit stuffed inside. But for the best cream puffs, but necessarily not to eat there because it's more of an industrial space, like pick up your pastry and go, Beta 5, some of the best cream puffs okay. I've ever had. Not even some of the best cream puff I've ever had in my entire life. Full stop. Oh, excellent. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate I appreciate the tips because really yeah, it'll be fun to, to be out there for a bit. Um, yeah, I mean, other than that, the movie is going to be on iTunes and VOD end nice. of April-ish. Um, so it'll Making be that iTunes money. Yeah, get that sweet <laughs> iTunes cash. I don't, I don't know how. I don't know. I don't. Um, uh, but anyway, that's uh, yeah. So that's kind of the release plan. Um, we're hoping to have a few more festivals down the line, maybe internationally, because we're kind of done with North America now that we're, okay. we'll be out on iTunes soon. But um, I'm hoping for a couple more, maybe uh, uh, outside of outside of North America. And um, on May second is the Writers Guild of Canada Awards. Um, and End of Days Inc. is nominated for Best Feature Film Screenplay. Yeah! For Christina Ray, who's yeah. the screenwriter. <laughs> um, which is super exciting. I'm, yeah. I'm really happy that she's getting some recognition for her, her wild script. So, um, so yeah, we'll find out. Fingers crossed. Hopefully that'll be a, a fun a fun little thing as well. Where, where can we find you? Where can people stalk you? Oh, uh, well, my website's jenniferliao.com, L-I-A-O, and um, I'm on Twitter at AverageGen, two Ns. That's probably the best place to, to find me. Um, and yeah, I, uh, yeah I, I, liked, I, I do like to tweet, so that's, that's kind of, um, Follow that's Jen, kind of my social media area. I Follow just Jen. got a smartphone for the first time ever, so <laughs> I may start Instagramming. She if that's recently a thing. had a flip phone, everyone. <laughs> Wait, okay, was the flip phone a razor? No, it was oh, uh, something, <laughs> something I got. It, like, I, I'd had a number of flip phones over the years because I lose them quite easily. That's one of the reasons I didn't want to get a really expensive phone. Um, so I just I would just get whatever they had. They do great things with lanyards now. Like, there's different Oh, like of, to actually just yeah, attach just it to wear my body. It. Just like, it's fine. Well, the thing was I had, so I went to my usual place because I was with wind for a long time. And, uh, I like that you got, have a usual place to go. A, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. They got a box from under the counter literally like, Blew Blue the dust, dust off of it. Like, it was seriously that, like, oh, flip See, so we're Harry Potter going into Ollivander's and getting the other half of Voldemort's wand. Exactly, exactly. I love it. <laughs> there, There is an untapped market because people do have that affinity for a flip phone of a smart flip phone. Oh, a smart flip phone. Yeah. I mean, it would just be so huge. That's the problem. Yeah. It would be, it would, it, you know, it would, the bulge would be terrible. <laughs> Besides uh, getting a smartphone, is there anything else? Is there another project lined up? Is there? Um, Not so much. I'm trying to work on things. And um, I, I mean, I guess I've been telling people this, which is actually true. So I don't know why I'm being weird about it. But <laughs> <laughs> I am uh, a creative consultant on a show that's in development. So it's called, uh, a it's um, based on these novels by Ian Hamilton called, uh, well, the character's name is Ava Lee, and Karen Walton is writing um, uh, the uh, um, r is writing the show. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm consulting on that, and I'm, you know, I hope that at least one of Karen's shows, if not this one, um, So what's the premise the of air. this? Um, Ava Lee little... is a, a Chinese-Canadian lesbian accountant who knows deadly kung fu. Amazing. So Amazing. She, uh, so if you read the book, she goes on adventures where she tracks down people's money. Amazing. Big, like big, big, big money. So much, in foreign a countries. much better version of that new show, The Catch, is what you're saying. I don't know this show, The Catch. What so is... I, I don't know if it's the Shonda family of shows, but it's been heavily promoted 
uh, from the promos, as far I as I could tell. It's a I private investigator. I only watch Tyler Perry shows. Shut up. It's a <laughs> private investigator female who is dating a guy who turns out to be a con man who runs off with most, if not all, of her life okay. savings. And then she has to follow him afterwards. And it's all oh, about okay. like kind of a mix of private investigating and forensic accounting. Right, right. Yes, there is. A so this sounds like a much more interesting version of that. It's a pretty, it's a pretty fun thing. It's uh, Ian Hamilton wrote these novels. I think he had a long history as a business journalist or something like that. So he actually does get into the kind of minutia of the accounting <laughs> side of things, which is funny. And carry the two. <laughs> exactly. It's all that. No, but, but in a more Sorkin way. But there's definitely yeah. some serious, uh, you know. Um, crime and ass kicking kind of things happen Amazing. in the book. So they're they're pretty fun. Um so I you know, this the 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 T V series uh would be kind of um more of a based on the prequel of, of the sh- of of the uh of the book. So it's um yeah, I, I think I'm not supposed to say more than that because I signed. I definitely signed something, but no. um, but yeah, basically it's it's uh you know it would it would be a very cool thing because it it would have a a, a very prominent Asian cast in it. Awesome. Um, which is of course ra- still rare. The good news Asia. is, if the Americans steal the concept, it'll be another job for Lucy Liu. Or Olivia Munn. <laughs> and that wraps up another episode of Hooray for Everything. We want to thank Jen. <laughs> <laughs> thank Jen. Do you have more? No, no you're just <laughs> judging me. For no, that. I'm not judging. Well, thank Jen being in the studio. Our first so much for no, thanks for coming. Really, really this is great. This, this is great, Pete. You, you no, can talk like to send her. your friends our way. Yeah, send, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wherever you know. Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. Love to have you. Follow Jen at Average Jen. Average Jen. I think we got to go yeah. search out above Average Jen. We'll put out a lot of links in the show notes yeah. for this one. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Check us out. Check out um, End of Days Inc. or End of Days Incorporated. End of Days Inc. Don't fuck with your SEO. Okay. Keep it consistent. Yeah. Oh, can I just say, sorry, the website, because we used to have a different title. Um, Godfrey Global. It's godfreyglobal.com. Yeah. Just the but name of the company. In the there's business. a concept behind it. There's an idea behind it. So godfreyglobal.com. We'll also be in the show notes. Yeah. Um, that's it for us, guys. Check us out at inatip.com. Follow Average Jen. Follow us. You can see me at the store. Hooray Come, for everything. Hooray for everything. Radio, Radio. at gmail.com. Yep. Gmail.com. Questions, comments. You want to be on the show? Lady directors that are two fours. Yeah. Preferred female treatment. directors. I probably shouldn't use that term, right? Like, that's probably not the best. I want above I average like... Jen. I want above average Jen. <laughs> no, no, I meant the two. Is <laughs> to above say... average Jen. Yeah, is... I like <laughs> above average Jen. <laughs> to say two for, I think it was probably not well received by the character on the show either. So I'm like, oh, is that is that actually a good like? It's fine. Does that no, mean no, anything? It... Does it have Jen... any weird like Jen... connotations that I'm unaware of? If enough people listen to this to get offended, <laughs> that means at least one more person will see your movie. <laughs> that's true. Uh, that's true. Yeah. This is the most diverse room. In the entertainment industry right now, right, yeah. right in this room. But that's it for us, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, we'll be back soon. We'll see ya. We out. This is me for everything. It's part of-